0: Everyone, welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake, and I'm joined by my co host, as always, Dave.
1: How's it going tonight, Dave? It's going, it's good. I feel like the day has kind of just breezed by, hmm. and I don't know what I actually did, but we're here now, and the time now reads whatever the time is. I don't want to <laughs> dox <dock to> myself, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I don't, I think we have
0: established in the um, in the oh, yeah, the they, c- could, they could get
1: some. Rough GPS the, coordinates
0: of the podcast. I don't know about that, but <laughs> I think we have re- said that we record at nighttime. Also, there's that little indicator of <laughs> the opening and
1: whether we ask if you're having a good night or a good, good day, but which we mix up and lie about. So That's there's that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How's your us? day of the week been? Uh, it's been pretty good. A little bit busy, but I didn't like hate it.
0: It's like, you know, the proper amount of busy for work where it's like you're engaged
1: but you're not overwhelmed. Yeah. Where you're like, yeah. oh, well, I'm going to take lunch and you're lightly thinking about like the next thing you have. You're like, you're not stressed about it. Right. Yeah, You, you don't have all to do that lunch. after lunch. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's good I will say those
1: be. days like where I skip a meal, I'm like, I'm fucking killing it today. Mm-hmm. AKA just killing my will to live. But it right. feels good <laughs> to like have that. Oh yeah, I had to skip lunch. I was pretty busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we talked about this, like the old days of work where it's like i didn't sleep at all i was working yeah. the whole time i'm like this is maybe not a good trait to have
0: <laughs> yeah i still talk to it talk about that sometimes with um people have joined the company like since then this is closest we're going to come to talking about work probably yeah. ever. but just like the um the idea that something did happen in the past people might have stayed late working on it they got stuff done together there was a big project they pushed for whatever. um you kind of have almost a war story about it. I call it like in the trenches. Yes. Where like when you're not in the trenches, reminiscing about being in the trenches can be somewhat of a bonding experience for the people that were there in that moment. But they're not worth it. That's 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 the the story, the the life lesson at the end of it. Um because even though it's it's okay to bond over those stories like if it happens, it has to be super, super occasional because you just don't want that to interrupt your work life balance. And That's more important.
1: Yeah. As I'm now just getting all these PTSD memories of uh-huh, like, right, of those times.
0: Yeah. Like, I I remember those, and sometimes it's interesting to talk about. Oh, remember that time that we like we had to work late, like multiple days that week to get that thing done, push that thing out. And then like I remember other times where it's like, oh, I had to work on the weekend to finish something or I had to go in the office and work with hardware or something like that. And I contemplated leaving, right? Like not as like a serious logical contemplation, but this is so not what I want to be doing right now. <laughs> Why am I doing this? <laughs> Which is a natural
1: human reaction, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, so. We should move to another topic because like I have so many stories I can just <laughs> drop here, but I don't want yeah. to have inundate to, have strangers them. with so sanitized
0: that the story would kind of be pointless anyways, so we can move past it. Hope you guys are doing well in whatever work or uh, day-to-day productivity you've got going
1: on. Oh, okay. If, if, if they, They're not going to answer. <laughs> <laughs> if it pays. Um, I mean, also, yeah. if you just have hobbies going on too, by all means, enjoy those. Yeah. There is um, uh, something I liked about Star Trek
0: is this whole like post-income world, which is like fantasy, right? Literally fantasy, but also like so far away from what we have. Um, but it's an interesting thought experiment to be like, what would people do if... They had no obligation to work in order to meet their basic needs, have access to internet, have a home, stuff like that. Like, what would you spend your time doing if you didn't have to do any of it?
1: Masturbate, probably? I
0: don't know. Yeah, I think that's where most people start. Yeah. <laughs> um, <I> start masturbation. <laughs> but, like, it's it's an interesting take, because in Star Trek, their interpretation is if you, if you gave people that, they would actually obviously masturbate for a while. But then once that was done, they would pursue things that they want to pursue, be that science or development or construction or whatever the crap. Now, maybe people who don't want to do a certain job at all, those jobs would be neglected. Um, And they might have to be incentivized to go back for that. But like, uh, for the most part, people are pretty advanced in Star Trek, right? Like it's, they're they're pretty far up there in the, their picture is, is you would still have people
1: capable of going to school, being a captain, et cetera, et cetera. Well, yeah. I Like, as a kid, everybody has that dream of, I want to eat ice cream and play games and watch TV and stay up late and uh-huh. just do, like, pure hedonism is always, like, a child's dream. Mm-hmm. Good uh, word for it. It's my dream to a degree as well. But, like, I currently am not the most swamped with work stuff, and I find mm-hmm. myself having, like, a lot of free time, yeah. and I don't really do too much. So, like, I do feel that urge to want to do something productive or either do something for me or somebody else. So, like, not because of the specific work thing, but, like, I've been wanting to try to go to the gym more or maybe, like, do something constructive for people on Discord with, like, dude, dude, version two or maybe something else. Like, I need to find a project or something because dude or Dungeons. Ooh, no. <laughs> you almost baited almost me into it. <laughs> but yeah, even like just doing stuff with people, uh, I think is more rewarding than just having that free time and doing nothing with it or yeah. just simply absorbing media and nothing else. It's kind
0: of just like, I think a lot of people, uh, at least in you know US culture, we have this distant, perhaps, depending on where you're at, memory of uh, summertime as a kid. It's like, all right, we're out of school. We can do whatever the heck we want, and it starts off super exciting, and maybe you have a good time, and maybe it caps off kind of exciting if you do some event or something towards the end. But you can only play so many hours of Kirby sixty four Crystal Shards before your eyes start to bleed. Don't even, and... don't even say that to me. Like it's a fact. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> I think I, I say this because I remember renting the game, and uh, well parents rented the game i don't know if it was blockbuster or some other store that functionally did the same thing back then where it's just like borrow a game for a couple days and like straight up the weekend was just anytime we were not sleeping which was kept to a minimum crystal shards like i was like i have to beat this game and i don't know how long it is so let's go it was pretty long <laughs> um but like the point i was trying to make was like if you do that, if you play a game a ton, if you don't take a break, if you don't do something else, it becomes less enjoyable. Weekends are enjoyable. Well, weekends are generally enjoyable, but they're more enjoyable if the week sucked, as long as you're not exhausted. If you're exhausted, there's not a lot you can do there. But, like, the difference between work and not work is why not work is more
1: engaging. Yes. Um, Because you know it's like a limited amount of time. Um, and you just get to enjoy that without the stress of work. It's a right. balance and also you need yeah. to have things in moderation. Mm. Cause if all you did is work, you would hate your life. <laughs> yeah. Like literally never stopping, not just like having a job. Um, and if all you did was not work, just play again, like you wouldn't find enjoyment out of that after a point, right? Cause mm-hmm. you're not, there's no value in it. But again, like a lot of people who might not like a more like grueling nine to five find their own value in something like, oh, a hobby that I can do. Oh, I can monetize that into something. Right. Uh, Instead of just, hey, you have to pick from this list of 72 things. One of which is basket weaving from some for some reason. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Or or we don't have a major in it, but you can have a class in it. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's... It's... You, you got to have the balance. I second what you're saying.
1: You got to have. It's the balance. like a balanced diet. You can't only have protein. I'm finding.
0: <laughs> I need to be
1: able to poop again. I need vegetables. <laughs> I want to poop again. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just want to poop again. <laughs> <laughs> like an earnest 1930s Cary Grant uh, yeah, at the end yeah. of a, a Christmas story. Not a Christmas story. Uh, won- geez, it's, it's a Wonderful a life. life. a Wonderful Life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going for. I'm glad you got it. And nobody else grew up watching AMC. They're like, well, who is this person?
0: <laughs> I mean, you don't have to grow up watching. I think, I think. I don't know. It's been a long time since I had TV. But the last time I saw TV, they had it on every single year. It was like the,
1: the U.S. Christmas thing. Yeah, that and uh, A Christmas Story is a classic mm-hmm. that gets played a lot. And then The Year Without a Santa Claus, I think it's played a lot. Yeah. But... Um...
0: But yeah, I, I I personally, I subscribe a little bit more to the Star Trek school of thought, which is as a whole, if people removed, like if, it, if we elevated people to the top of Maslow's like hierarchy of basic needs, then people were self-actualized. They didn't have to deal with all this other stuff. We would have a more overall productive society. Some people won't care. Some people just want, want to chill or whatever. That's fine. But... Uh, I disagree with people who say the majority of people would just like fall into um, hedonism and you know that be completely unproductive or whatever which a lot of people just legitimately believe that if you don't make put people put people in a situation where they have to work then they just won't do anything <laughs> right
1: and, yeah yeah well the unfortunate thing is that is like a, re- a really weirdly pessimistic statement coming from people and I consider myself to be, <laughs> any pessimist who doesn't want to be <laughs> who doesn't want to be considered pessimist calls himself a realist. Uh-huh. Listen, not being a, a wet blanket, it's just how it is. Yes. Yeah. But it's very much the assumption of like, hey, I look at a lot of people and I see them, you know, just trying to be happy in effect. But they're not taking it as that. It's like people are trying to like juggle all of their needs and wants at once because they are not elevated to that degree. They have shit they have to deal with. They have burdens in their life or they're underprivileged. And that's like another thing on top of it. Yeah. And people are just trying to get by. Um, but imagine if you gave people the tools to succeed and everybody was on like that same playing field mm-hmm. and it wasn't even a field. It, was, it wasn't even playing. F- it was just a field. And people yeah. just go there and hang out. Right. How nice that would be? I don't know the theme song for that. I just, no one does. I'm like, oh, I'm going to look out in the distance like a home run was just hit. Maybe, Uh maybe the audience will pick up on my visual cues. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's, that's where it's at. Like when I was in
0: um, community college and kind of just like working part time and stuff, and I'm, I'm, I'm not, I've never been like in a disadvantaged state in my life. There was a point when I was on food stamps uh, in college and I was great, very grateful for that. And I'm going to pay back into it forever because. How,
1: How did they taste?
0: They were a little like gummy, but you know, it's all right. Um, Got them. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, I was glad that those resources existed. But I remember like all the way back then, you know, you you get a paycheck and it's like, okay, should I fill up the gas tank? This is my go-to example between people that haves and have nots. Mm -hmm. It's like, do I fill up the gas tank with the money that I have right now? Or should I not completely do that? Like that's absurd to people who have any amount of wealth or financial stability to even think about right like why would you not fill up the gas tank um people talk about shoes but this is the one i think about even more um and or i'm so far removed from that now right it's like oh what do you feel like eating not yeah. what would be the financially safest thing to you right now um and if you can like elevate people above that reduce that stress they can be like so much more productive in all kinds of different ways better for kids better for
1: everything and in all three scenarios jake is still eating taco bell it's It's financially sound it's what (laughs) i want to eat (laughs) yeah although
0: depending on what you get at taco bell it might not be financially sound you can definitely spend more money there if you if you stray too far from the dollar the dollar menu value
1: menu i think they call it now because you know inflation hmm I haven't been there in so long, so I imagine like certain things, I imagine it's like the the exact same menu that it has been, mm-hmm. but I'm sure half of it has at least changed by now.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's basically the same food for the most part. They just, sometimes they have nacho fries, sometimes they don't, but I think the prices have overall increased. They did add uh, brisk um, passion fruit brisket? tea, but oh, okay. uh, no brisket, I think. But yeah, the brisk uh, passion fruit tea is pretty good. I will get that if they don't have um, Baja Blast Zero. But how is Baja Blast Zero? I really like it. But yeah, I mean, it really is dependent on your where you fall on the fence of non-sugary fountain drinks. Because it's, I think it's excellent among the diet offerings that don't have sugar.
1: Um, Does it have a weird sweetener, though? I guess is the question. It doesn't to
0: me. I like the taste of
1: it. Hmm. Um, but maybe next time I'm out a Taco Bell, I'll try it out. I think I would put it up there with Coke Zero for like. Whoa! Hold, hold up now. They're kind of they're kind of making it work. Coke Zero has had years of refinement of like 37 different Diet Coke recipes mm-hmm. until they're like Coke Zero, and people are like, all right, yeah, yeah. And and Coke Zero is like their flagship brand.
0: I'm pretty sure Pepsi owns Mountain Dew. I'm like 95% sure. Yes, yes, yes. for some reason Pepsi put all of that RD into this obscure Taco Bell Mountain
1: Dew flavor. Um, but I don't know. Speaking of Mountain Dew, and this is again where I like lost my faith in the world. Mm -hmm. Because like the more I see things that are like commercials or like marketing, I'm like, dear God, it's so phony and over the top. Like, how could anybody be interested or hooked by this one thing, right? Uh and then i was at the store and they had mountain dew black but it's the the energy drink version where it has like a like mountain dew startup or something it has like 180 milligrams caffeine but it's again limited flavor right Mm -hmm. but i remember when mountain dew black came out again probably as something related to taco bell or whatnot they're like hey uh we're only doing this once Uh mountain dew pitch black i think it was darker than black darker yet darker still i don't let me go to the Mountain Dew Mountain fam- the void. and I'll check this up. But <laughs> <laughs> Even when that came out, they're like, hey, limited time. Well, you know, not coming back. And they did the same thing mm-hmm. with Livewire. I was like, you'll be back. I 100% believe you'll be back. You're going to hold it off to build up interest so that when it comes back again, you'll be like, oh my god, it's back. Uh huh. They just didn't release this here for three years. It didn't go anywhere. Right? Yeah.
0: there is. Uh, do you want to hear some of the lore on this? Please. Um, from the, the Mountain Dew wiki um which is an actual thing by the way uh so mountain dew black label if that's what you're talking about it's got like the the title deeper darker dew uh it was apparently pre-released uh in 2015 on college campuses and universities and then later officially released in march 2016 but people say it has a taste that's reminiscent of dark berry or pitch black which was the other one you
1: referenced so I think pitch black is what I what what it was. I have to check the can. It's in my fridge. It's too far though. But black label looks like something else. Like they're trying to market a whiskey mm. but it's Mountain Dew flavored. <laughs> <laughs> a fine vintage of Mountain Dew. Uh. Um which like if you didn't know what the drink was, you're like Mountain Dew. You're like, "Oh, that must be like a a very fancy water brand, even fancier than Evian." And mm-hmm. you're like, "Oh, it's so it's gamer water. It's yes. soda." Yeah. Yeah, Gamer water sounds pretty bad <laughs> <laughs> I'm call it soda Well listen Bell Delphine ruined it for everybody We could have called really Gamer, it Gamer water before that uh-huh. I will say though Again reminiscing back To summer or hearkening back mm-hmm. I remember fondly Having so much Mountain Dew Code Red mm-hmm. And of course yes Like Cool Ranch Doritos or something like that Right That just being like ooh That was like the good stuff
0: Yeah it was the tough decision. Do you get the the cooler ranch or the nacho cheese? It's like, are you the cooler ranch kind of guy or the nacho cheese kind of guy? These are both Doritos products. They oh, they just have your business. It's not even a question. <laughs> they don't care. Um, uh, but, but I mean, which, which side do you stand on, Jake? Uh, I, so I used to be cooler ranch when I was younger. Uh, in my older years, uh, I, I've leaned more towards nacho cheese. I think it's a more mature flavor.
1: I was going to say the opposite. Oof. Okay. Well, I started I said like it enough that no one agrees with Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I just like sunships. I don't know. I mean, years of wawa, not wawa, actually better. Subway've done that to me, I think. Yeah.
0: But you had a bunch of Mountain Dew back in the day. So you're completely sterile now. That's that's what I'm hearing. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. I I stopped drinking it because my doctor said there might be a chance for oh. you to have kids one day and I'm like, "Well, <laughs> So I started drinking mandu again. So fuck that. Not about it. (laughs) Get that down to zero. This is the min part of min (laughs) maxing. Min. Oh, sperm count. Yes, yes. (laughs) I imagine somehow like the carbonation just doesn't get processed through your system. Uh It somehow gets into wherever that's stored. Don't ask me. And it's just like killing them like Uh it's going off. It's the stupidest thing. But
0: man, if that didn't get passed around when I was a kid, I was oh, like, well, okay. yeah, you know, Mountain Dew.
1: Yeah. Any middle school or high school theory that you heard, you're like, that sounds bullshit, but I am pretty young and don't know too much about the world. So maybe. Uh-huh. And then you, you hold on to, to, to that memory to me. for like 10 years and then right. you bring it up at like a party or a social gathering. Like, oh, I heard that uh, sloths reproduce anally. And you're like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> Who told you that? And you're like, I, uh-huh. I don't know. I heard of it right, read thing. thing. The one, that was,
0: the one that got me, I even still remember being corrected, was like uh, if you crack your knuckles, you know, do a little knuckle yeah. crack, which I'm not going to get on the audio right here. But um, if you crack your knuckles, it makes you more likely to get arthritis. Yep, heard that. And I remember I, I uh, mentioned that at some point in like a gathering when my cousins were there. It was like a family gathering or something. And one of my cousins, she was like, no, <laughs> that's been debunked. <laughs> I was like,
1: oh but that's the All thing right, I accept this as the new truth <laughs> <All right.
0: laughs> it's literally
1: a seed that's planted and you don't have enough of a reason to question it and it sits and festers I shouldn't mm. say festers like you don't dwell on it but mm. it sits there for so long until someone just says that is incorrect and you're like oh okay right yeah and I also accept this with 100%
0: authority, right? Mm-hmm. It really—it's so belief is a stack, is what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah.
1: Ugh. But at I'm least I'm smart that. now, and you know, we'll never make poor decisions or have an error in judgment because mm-hmm. I'm so, I'm so tweaked out now, so perfected. Mm-hmm. We've it's got it real. down. Hope to be.
0: Um, all right. Well, I guess we should get to some of those pre-prepared topics that we had for this, uh, this talk cast episode. So, yeah. What did you <laughs> have in mind?
1: <laughs> have, what have you been reading recently, Dave? Well, uh, just for more of an anecdote, I don't really want to go into it. But I did receive a piece of mail, which got forwarded from my old address. So they really wanted me to get it, apparently. Mm-hmm. But it's... uh a christian magazine and the the front cover is very much you could have put this in like the original dark souls i would say that it fit Uh but it's like this giant burning open doorway or just very tall fire that exceeds what a fire would normally burn out burn at without like pouring two gallons of kerosene directly on top of it Mm -hmm. and then like a man standing in front of it yes i remember that (laughs) yeah And a man sitting in front of it with the text, Will you go to hell? So mm. that, again, caught my interest, of course, because I am very curious whether or not right. I will go to hell. They're, they're challenging you. Can Are are you good enough to make it? <laughs> oh, shit.
0: <laughs> I got to commit some more murders. <laughs> this reminds me of the... Uh, it gets passed around a lot, and uh, I, I'm sure a lot of people have seen it at this point, but the uh, the Satan Twitter account, which is also just tag S, the number 8, and then in. And it's just like, as a reminder, Jesus died for your sins. So if you don't get out there and sin, he died for nothing. (laughs) And uh, I mean, a lot of religions might disagree with that kind of approach to theology. Christianity for sure
1: does. But it's hilarious. I'm going to try not to go too deep into religion. But Uh I remember that being a very fine sticking point for me. uh, When I was converting out of Christianity to be like, Fuck this. It doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Because like I would meet with a a counselor, like somebody at the church, like once a week as an alternative for like being a part with like the rest of the group, like Sunday school and church. And they're like, why don't you believe? Blah, blah, blah? You know, doing their whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. But one of my points that concerned me was if you're like, once you've accepted Jesus Christ, your Lord and savior, right? That is the one thing where it's like, you're going to heaven, right? Mm-hmm. He absolves all your past sins like you can still technically sin afterwards and you're good. Like you're locked in at that one point. So I was like, if that's true, what is preventing any of this? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it really depends on which, uh, which branching theology, right? Catholicism is a little less big on that. And they're more like, Hey, you need, we got to keep covering this. You gotta, you gotta take care of this. Right. I Um, don't hate
1: that actually. mm -hmm. Cause like, like, let's say it was between you and me, right? And if mm-hmm. I did something shitty to you, I would feel like I should need to apologize for it before we can, like, move on, not just ignore it entirely and yeah. vice versa. So I think that makes sense as of an approach if you have, like, an active relationship.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's kind of... Um, I, I had to look it up, just to verify it, but, like, there's biblical precedent for this even, right? Um, uh, I have it right here. But if he's caught, this is Proverbs 631, he must pay back seven times what he stole, even if he has to sell everything in his house. Kind of the idea that there should be recompense for the mm-hmm. wrong that you deal. Um, modern Christianity, certain certain branches uh, don't take that approach as much, and they lean more into the faith um, and the coverage of sin with no qualifications on top of it. It's just one and done to suggest anything else diminishes the importance of that coverage. Right. You're saying like, Oh, it's less powerful because you have to, well, what's the term for it in uh, Catholicism for like, uh, it's like little payments or things you have to do. It's not reparations, but tithe? there's, there's tie that the you pay. Yeah. It's a, like, it's like, it's a word like atonement. I can't remember the word, but atonement is, would be the, the general term for it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it really is a kind of a separate idea to think about it. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are like, Hey, now that I'm good, it's literally, there's a term in this in church, it's called fire insurance, right? It's like, Oh, well, once you're good, once you have fire insurance, why does it matter how else you live your life? Right? Like yeah. you're not going to hell. Also,
1: You've already funny. felt the challenge that Dave <laughs> was issued in his magazine.
0: you received. <laughs>
1: And just to close the loop on the thing, I know the actual like response to my question is if you truly believed and had Jesus Christ in your heart, et cetera, like mm-hmm. if you had the mindset of I am a Christian, you would not want to behave that way. Yeah. Right? It would change you within and without. Yeah. But I mean, that's naive. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, it's not because <laughs> it's not like you drink a magic potion. What I'm the oh, perfect yeah. person now. That's not how that works. Yeah. Um, yeah people you should not have the desire to do
0: that theoretically yeah Yeah, but even then because i've heard that too but even that is like it's naive because you're like people don't fundamentally change that quickly right like people i i believe people can be better and they can do better that's my positive outlook on life right but if people are struggling with something if they've made some mistakes and they're likely to remake those mistakes or dealing with addiction or something like that it's very diminishing to say, like, oh no, we hit, we hit, we flipped the Boolean switch. You're, you're good now. Like, don't worry about that. That's taken care of. You're good. You won't do that anymore.
1: I was going to make a joke until you threw an addiction. I'm like, oh, it's too serious to make that joke. <laughs> what was the but joke? I want to circle back to it. When you're like, hey, if you've ever been like struggling with something, or I forget what else you said, I'll mm-hmm. rewind it back. But I was like, oh, you mean like when I side beat a ledge? Ah, oh, the okay. joke is so perfect right, right it would've there would've with Smash.
0: Yeah. What have been good. Kind of- I don't know. We periodically have these moments where we uh we dive back into a discussion mm-hmm. of religion and are constantly reminded that this was the alternative, right? We had like 99% vote for a religion-based podcast and 100% vote for the uh, uh this isn't how ratios work, but for the video <laughs> game podcast. <laughs> um we we held two separate votes apparently. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> one person just didn't attend the first one. <laughs> Um, uh, respondents 99 respondents said they want a religion Podcast and 100 said video game. So that's
1: what we ended on Very tight race mm-hmm. Race yeah. is actually what I call my... But yeah, um <laughs> it's, it's such an easy rabbit hole To go down because it's such a Deep 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 Topic that we both have Some intimate intimacy with. I don't say intimacy with in that regard Considering mm-hmm. well, we're not Catholic it's fine But mm-hmm. it is like a very core part of us because it impacted however many years of our childhood yeah like probably like 16 years for me Mm -hmm. and that's that's roughly half my life now so it's 18 for me before i moved in the same way like i'll bring up lincoln park occasionally because i grew up with them and it's a it's a core part of who i am now yeah you're crawling in your skin these um, wounds they will not heal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I should see a doctor. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, now it's 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 definitely you get people talking about a game that they like, and it's easy to just kind of like gush about it, right? Um, Dark Souls too, great game, but like, uh, this is just this is just bait for Dave. I'm getting the shit producer the cut the right mic. <laughs> But like you said, it's the same for religion. Because like if something is fundamental to your view of the world and morality and eternity and all of that for an extended period of your time of, of your life, like how can that be unimportant? Even if you distance yourself from it, um, even if you disagree with it, even if your views
1: fundamentally change, it's part of you. Yeah, I really like Pat Oswalt's stand up bit about how he thinks religion got invented. Hmm. I was basically so, like, uh, dweeby people didn't get beaten up and taken advantage of. Oh, yeah. So, like, you have, like, a very strong person, like, like caveman era type stuff. Like, somebody Mm -hmm. who's just stronger and can, like, kick your ass, right? They can make the decisions because otherwise they will use violence, right? Right. Simple as that. Um, The strong wins, the strong leads. And so, the guy had to be like, no, 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 uh, don't beat me up because... There's a man in the sky who would be very <laughs> mad if you did. And uh-huh. if he gets mad, you bad things are going to happen to you after you die. And uh-huh. then people get on board with this ideology of... Because, like, again, like you have no concept of time initially mm. or like how long your lifespan is, let alone the concept of eternity. And you're right. like, huh? So, mm. it's such a... Not thalassophobia. That's a fear of deep water. What's a megalophobia? Like a fear you're of... A yeah. I mean, certain Mega Man games, yes. <laughs> Technically, wasn't called Mega Man. It's called Mighty Number no. Nine, but. Um, ooh, Dark Times. That perhaps even more PTSD. <laughs> but, sorry. Yeah. Or this is emotional damage. To I the think podcast. it's megalophobia, which is like a fear of large things. Yeah. So, like skyscrapers, um, anything you're like, that's too big to physically comprehend and deal with and manage. Yeah. I mean, that's that's. <laughs> How they get you, yeah. And you're 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 correct. That is the the
0: phobia. I looked it up. I actually did the fact checking. Um, also but, put in the edit of. Ba, 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 ba. Oh, do I have? Do I have the edit? Oh, jeez. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna give you that. the edit, just so you can put in <laughs> megalovania for my one joke. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, Uh yeah. But I mean, I agree. I agree with you. That's the fundament of most religions, right? Maybe not all of them, but you know, from a lot of the big traditional ones is. Uh, regardless of how powerful you are there's something more powerful than you whatever you comprehend there's something beyond your comprehension if you can like get people to accept those two things you can feed them anything uh, wow because... spoken like a true DM <laughs> right <laughs> no we get players involved in the story and and the players are the heroes in, in the story but um,
1: with religion that's dangerous they yeah, but be. it's like really cool when it comes in regards to fantasy. Oh yeah. Like yeah. again, one of the reasons I love Elden Ring put in some audio of me blowing from soft here. I'm not but- making all these edits. <laughs> <laughs> no nobody ever makes the edits when we say, Hey, do this edit. Um uh-huh. except for the ones where we say, Hey, cut this out, and then you don't even hear that part. Uh-huh. We but only we leave in the hey cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> But we just have just a white noise for mm-hmm. two minutes. But it's the, the grandeur and scale of so much that's in the world. Like mm-hmm. when they have like, hey, here's a part of a, a ruined building from like a thousand years. It's like a giant fucking chunk of building. Like, Dear God, like what was the civilization before I got here? Yeah. Or even like the dungeons you go into are like fucking gigantic. Or when you're in Fair Missoula and you're going up to this building, I looked at the building like, I never looked at this closely, but there actually is a good amount of detail in here. And it's this giant detailed structured thing. Yeah. And I'm in all of it to a degree because again, like I'm a little let's say like a 6-foot character who's fighting like gods and demons and other shit, and mm-hmm. I'm like, man, this is really cool as a concept. Yeah, scale so again, is, suits fantasy.
0: Scale is awesome,
1: and fantasy is perfect for that
0: to have this kind of massive expansion. Because that's I mean, there are different things that feed into a sense of wonder. And that was one of the biggest ones, right? Like your understanding of the world is through a small box and here is the great beyond. Everything outside of your box. And fantasy is really capable of that because you don't know what's at the top of the tree, right? Like you're you're working your way up these levels and you don't know what the next step's going to be. That's a sign that a game is really engaging if it gets you curious and asking questions and you want to see what the next thing is instead of just, you know, kind of autopiloting with a controller or something.
1: PS spoiler, it's leaves, but Mm. yeah, I I agree. (laughs) (laughs) It's like in the same way that I initially got hooked into the matrix, right? Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. was probably one of my first experiences of hearing. Well, obviously Plato's allegory of the cave, but in a more broad sense, just the box opening up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because like, they're like, Hey, here's your defined thing, right? You're like, okay, that makes sense. And they're yes. like, P.S., that's only a very small part of it. And you're like, what the fuck? And it uh-huh. just, it blows out. So I like when stories have those twists and I wasn't expecting it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's a cool thing. Yeah. It's Sometimes a way to get, it get people invested. invested.
0: Yeah. It's a good one too. I Especially, I really like the example of the Matrix because Matrix Opener is here's everything you're familiar with it's just a guy going to work. He's tired, he's got, you know, whatever, maybe he's 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 a hacker or something like that. And then that way he's a little different than you and me. But um in a lot of ways he's very relatable. Okay, if we continued with a story like this, I would get bored, right? But now we zoom back. Here's the fantasy element. I'm already relating with this character because we had those moments and I can understand him as an outsider in this position because I'm an outsider in this position. But the world is big and it is vast, and it is here. Here, there be monsters, right? The world is very dark. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the end of that topic, probably. I don't, I don't, I can't think of
1: anything else to add to it. Quick question. Sure. So, I understand like the lore of the Matrix. Yeah. But why did they turn humans into batteries versus Uh clearing up that shit in the sky, right? Like, if they're like a very, advanced ai and mm-hmm. like s- series of computers why did they not just clear up the shit with uh the clouds covering the sun
0: yeah i mean even the explanation that's provided doesn't really make sense because it's kind of like are people good batteries like if you gave them nutrition their body process spends a lot of time not just generating energy that you can harvest in the form of like externalized heat so does that really make any sense? No, like not really. Like literally plants would probably be better. But to the point of clearing the sky, um I don't think it's ever touched on. You could kind of maybe make a justification that like the nuclear winter is so harsh that they just do not they don't have the means to clear the atmosphere in such a way that it would matter, right? Like hmm. even if they filled a gap, they made a gap in the sky, what are they going to do? Have fans constantly blowing out like massively, taking all this energy to keep it from floating back in? How high up would those fans have to blow, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, in the fantasy, I guess it made sense to turn people into batteries,
1: but I don't know. I apologize to any listeners, but I have to say, in the fantasy, to mm-hmm. see, yeah, it's been great being on. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yep. If you are interested in being
0: co-host the <laughs> 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 yeah, that's no, good though. I think that's yeah, a good I, movie we we actually we've hit star trek and the matrix so far for examples i think we're going to have lord of the, the rings and the star wars next <laughs> yeah um but yeah
1: i mean those are those are great uh, formative things the matrix is old now yeah it's so old they made a fourth one and i'm mad about it and i haven't even seen it i also have not seen it i don't even Was it reviewed well i don't think I, so. I have no idea it was is one of those flash in the pan things where I'm like I'm mad that this thing's going to come out. And then it came out, and I didn't really hear anything about it, and it just disappeared. And I was like, okay. Yeah. I am kind of curious to see it, though. Because, like, maybe they do continue it well. Maybe mm-hmm. they really shit the bed. I don't think it's going to scar my opinion of, like, the older movies I grew up with. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of curious to see the continuation of it. That's fair. I would
0: I would probably watch it as, like, a, an evening or, like, weekend movie. Not as, like, this high-intensity theater experience of like okay this is a focused watching go into it with like the expectation hey like you'd we're watch probably, it with friends over
1: and like yeah, you'd have yeah. chips and like there'd be conversation going on during the movie it's at points I think so that's okay. the kind of movie it is I was
0: going to say the Matrix is actually so old that if I, I search for Matrix release date and it showed me Matrix Revolutions in 2003 uh, it does also say oh, people
1: the Matrix in 1991 or 1999, not 1991. I was like, one is when I came <laughs> out. <laughs> no,
0: I think we were uh, we were eight years old when the Matrix came out first. Yeah, very. And that's what I first old.
1: watched at eight years old.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> very advanced. Uh, <laughs> my parents, I don't think would have been big on the Matrix. <laughs> Honestly, no.
1: that came out. I will say, like, my parents were also conservative to degree not as much as yours from the stories i've heard mm-hmm. but i'll always remember one of the movies i watched definitely probably too young it must have been like 13 14 and for whatever reason like we got boondock saints oh okay yeah yeah from blockbuster and like like it's an action movie i didn't know uh-huh. what it was but like i watched it i think with my mom i was like this movie is really good Mm-hmm. and she was probably like close your eyes for some of these parts but then like when my dad came home I'm like Dad, we gotta watch this movie it's really good and we watched boondock saints again uh-huh and i was like why'd they let me watch that looking back i'm like no that yeah. wasn't a movie for a young me yeah no that movie has a lot in
0: it i think i also saw it i don't remember if it was a, it definitely wasn't with my parents but it was probably like a, a family's house or something like that like a mm-hmm. relative's house or something that movie did have a lot in it though um My story, if I'm, if I'm also to relate is, uh, uh, when I was young, I could not stand violence as many children, actually, as it turns out, cannot, um, which is the reason that, you know, when movies are rated like, Hey, this has a bunch of violence. Don't let kids watch it. It's because the kids might not have a great time if they watch it. Um, but I was particularly susceptible, susceptible to violence and my family was watching Braveheart. Which is actually a very violent movie, Um, and
1: or no, no, was it Braveheart? What's the one? It has Mel Gibson. Patriot,
0: the Patriot. That's what it was. As soon
1: as you said Braveheart, I'm like, why am I thinking of the Patriot? It's (laughs) the Patriot. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Patriot, Uh, which was a very violent movie. There's a lot of violent scenes, and there's a scene where a man is decapitated by cannon, and I just could not take it. I just like I had to leave the room and like cry or whatever i did and um i just could not understand how my parents who were like so against all of these other things had no problem with violence and like i still actually don't really get it but that's kind of an american thing where it's just like nudity all this stuff oh that's terrible don't let it's in a movie though don't let someone see a boob like, that, that would ruin them. Unless it's Barbara Streisand's boob. <laughs> if it's in a movie, it's fine. <laughs> but, like, no, they, they wouldn't. they would not If there was an S in a rating somewhere, they would not accept that, you know, for a game or whatever. But, like, am I saying S in a rating? Like, it actually says sexual content or something like that. Or, or an oh. S on the TV. Remember the TV ratings where it's, like, Y or S or D or V? It would give you a breakdown of, like, what the content would be for the show. No, because no? this one has drugs and violence and sexual content.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. It's it's been a very long time, but like I remember watching time. Law and Order, and like a lot of that would come up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they you saw an S up there, and they're like, ah, I don't know if we can watch this. Violence is absolutely fine. The Patriot literally rated R. Yeah. yeah, the thing that got me in the Patriot is uh, when they they burn the chapel. Mm. That made me sad. Yeah, yeah. That, that movie was meant
0: to just be like, there's so many like kick the dog moments. Yes, to, to make you root for the protagonist.
1: Well, like the, the the British general, captain, colonel, whatever the fuck he was, mm-hmm. lieutenant. Who's he captain was Mister British. Yeah, yeah. Colonel <laughs> Mustard. <laughs> they made him such an over the top asshole. We we're like, oh, uh-huh. this guy is evil to his core. Yes. Um, sure. Like, oh, I want the Americans to win, and Mel Gibson. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't think that's fine for the movie that they were going for. Like you root for the hero, demonize the villains. um, Mm. Things will work out in the end. Except a lot of people die. It is very much
0: like it is so tilted to an American audience though. Right? Like, I don't know if maybe it would be created that way. I'm not sure. But I, I recall I was seeing a video on, um, it was one of the many, many, many video essays on YouTube where they break down like a scene Everyone does it. I've seen, I I'm so close to doing it at this point, but like, uh, they're talking about a scene in a movie where the original it was based on a book and there's supposed to be an American tourist who is inadvertently shot a case of mistaken identity and a tourist is shot. Mm -hmm. Um, and they literally changed the scene so that, um, the person wasn't shot. They did some smart things around there or whatever, but the shot was not taken. The person did not die because they did not want to offend the American audience. And my brain goes back to thinking about that when we're talking about the Patriot, where it's like the British, those guys were straight up comic book evil. I
1: don't know if you've seen (laughs) any American movie where Americans are battling another group of people. Yes. But we make the Americans look pretty good. Everyone else look pretty shitty. (laughs) I don't know if you remember the 90s, (laughs) but it was so comically over the top of like, I mean, if you go back even further, it's like, Oh, who's the villain of this? Just give it just pick a white guy with a Russian accent, man. Just Yes. Yeah. Have you ever watched a Kung Fu movie? That's where they demonize white people. Oh, that's fair. Because but I like mean, it's, again, it's always like over the top. It's like somebody who's being like blatantly racist and like, hey, karate's awesome. Mm-hmm. P.S. Don't ask where I got the karate from. And, <laughs> yeah. and you guys are shit. And you're uh, the shorter word for Japanese people or something else. Like mm-hmm. it was always again, like a very over the top villain where you're like, I hate this person again yeah. because they're just being a cunt and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting to think
0: about those, those portrayals and whatnot. I was talking with them. Um, this is kind of just tangentially related, but back to video games for a brief, brief moment. Damn like it. how, uh, how ingrained and attached, we were to world war two technically that is outside of games also right like the history channel existed because of world war two <laughs> like forever um but uh i was like yeah call of duty was in world war two i think for like three games before it left with modern warfare and then went back <laughs>
1: later with one of the spinoffs um no well you don't and- understand what well, a cool thing about the panzer tank is that yeah <laughs> Everybody has a dad who like watches the history channel way too much. Like, if I was in the army, I'm like, you wouldn't be. Uh-huh. Yeah. But yeah. it is weird how it's so like looked fondly. In the same way that, like, hey, I, I live in Pennsylvania, right? I've mm-hmm. been to Philadelphia, right? Right. But anytime like Philly wins, anybody who's in Pennsylvania is like, oh <laughs> yeah. That's us. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think a lot of Americans look at World War II that way, where it's yeah. like, uh, we beat you guys. And they're like, who are you talking to? <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, we still yeah, have it's... that even with like British people in like the Boston Tea Party. Like, that still comes up as it's very, very mild at this point, but it still comes up yeah. as like a referential thing. Right. They're still just a little bit peeved that all of that tea went to waste. Yeah. Yeah. But, but uh, now, now
0: I drink tea, and who's the fool? <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. I, I'm, I, I am now peeved that the tea went to waste. But um, I think World War II, one of the big parts of it, going. We're, we're just assuming the role of the History Channel here. And the reason it's so popular in media and games is because it's like, it's not the good war, because t- terrible things happened, obviously, right? But uh, it's one where it's like, hey, did we win? checkbox were we fighting people that can still be considered evil checkbox okay good enough like uh, we we can reproduce this in popular media without it aging all the way out vietnam Eh. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) maybe a third checkbox were we the good guys (laughs) right (laughs) like um it's kind of hard to make a spin on some of the other conflicts compared to that.
1: Well, yeah. Again, it's very easy to put Nazis as a villain because not everybody, but most people aren't fond Uh of Nazis. It's true. (laughs) Don't want to believe it, but it's true. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, that will always be an an easy villain or or you can do an alternate history version where it's not the Germans, wink. It's, Uh uh, cobra commander and uh that group yeah cobra mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> or you just do yeah. something else like that where it's do they have an accent do they seem shifting evil do they carry guns ah yes it's the villains mm-hmm. like even to the extent of like uh i know
0: this is goes back to old comics but like the newer movies for uh marvel and, I, and there's been so many marvel i don't know the marvel movies that happen anymore there's like thirty thousand of them every year right it's impossible to keep up but like hydra is a villain as a villain mm-hmm. because nazis right like they don't need more depth than that they're fascists so it's like that's all that's all you have to do
1: <laughs> it's like um those oh, a okay. common They're... phrase around the compound. Start with hail. <laughs> mm, mm. Yeah. Mm.
0: <laughs> yeah. Unless someone's calling out inclement weather. <laughs> Be on the lookout, right? It's. Um... <laughs> no, 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 no. There's a there's a monster. It's, a, it's attacking the compound. It's a hail hydra. <laughs> it has multiple heads and it's hitting <laughs> chunks of ice at us. <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyways, next topic. I, I didn't think of a good segue from Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I, uh, based off of the fact that that was what the, the History Channel stayed on and how Call of Duty cannot escape it, neither well, can they. So Doesn't
1: the History Channel also do ancient aliens now?
0: Didn't I, I they pick that up or something? I don't really watch. I don't have a TV, but
1: um, I would believe it. You, do you remember the meme of that guy who'd always like have his the hands hair. out like yeah. he's explaining his hair is all crazy? Aliens. aliens. Yeah. That was great. That was great. a great moment. But, like, how do they move the heads on Easter Island? And then you watch a video of people moving it.
0: <laughs> like, it's nah, not it's...
1: easy because it's fucking gigantic, but, like, people figured yeah. out ways to do stuff before modern conveniences.
0: Ways to pull. Ways to reduce friction. All right, we can make the rest of this work.
1: <laughs> uh, you probably don't have to fall back to literally magic or aliens at this point. Again, I don't know why anybody... I still think it stems back to a belief of wanting to believe there's more mm-hmm. or believe, like wanting to believe like you're a small part in something greater or to think that you found information that other people don't have yet. It's uh, yeah, like, ah, I bad. have found the treasure. I found the truth about the greys. Mm-hmm. That's not a slur. That's just a term for a type of alien. <laughs> yeah, I've played army Man. I understand the 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 gray. Um, <laughs> well, th- no, the tans I thought were
0: the enemy. Mm-hmm. Well, there's Okay. So, in army men lore, there's a couple different colors. Greens are the good guys, uh, usually represented by Sarge. Sarge? Vicky, also, I think, is his daughter. A couple other people you'll throw in there. There's like a colonel. I can't remember his name, though. Um, General Plastro is the leader of the Tan, who is most obviously... Uh, I think he's actually Castro like I think every time he's depicted he's got a cigar (laughs) I think Uh. (laughs) Plastero is Castro and I just put that together (laughs) I haven't thought about this one in a while Um, but yeah they're the antagonists Um, blue is spies uh, for both sides actually Um, most commonly they're kind of just seen as a sort of like neutral faction you could buy them Essentially, you're like, you pay them off, right? It's like, oh, yeah, get the blues to get the intel or something like that. Buy spy with my little eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think purple really had much of a role. I think it was just like a multiplayer type faction. Purple wasn't big. Uh, and then gray was more represented in the early games for army men. They hmm. kind of fell off a little bit. But I think initially they were like a third faction. And then it's just like pff, probably died to tan or something. Anyways, that's the Army Men Lord. There's also uh, Space People. Army Men Toys in Space established that in the canon. Um, okay. I didn't realize I they went like, to Army
1: Men in Space as well.
0: hmm
1: Yeah, and they were kind I played, like, of the one before Sarge's Heroes or Sarge's Heroes, and that was it. Yeah. They
0: had a bunch of different types of games. Some of them are higher effort, and some of them are lower effort. The ones I played the most were, like, top-down isometric games, PC games. That was Army Men 1, 2... Three, which was Toys in Space. Mm-hmm. I think a lot more people played the higher effort, um, like Chopper Attack type games or Sarge's
1: Heroes. Um, I got uh, triggered for a memory. I can't mm-hmm. remember the specific name of it. My brain's jumping to something like Desktop Defender, which doesn't sound quite right. But essentially, it was like this application that you would run. It would take a screenshot of your current desktop, and that was like the background for the game. Okay, and then like little ants would like crawl across the screen, Ah, and then you had a way to kill them with like hitting with a hammer, and then like your screen would crack a little bit, or you could um, get out a flamethrower, and it would basically like destroy the pixels in the background per the weapon selected. That's really cool, actually. It was so entertaining as a kid, and I can't remember what it was, but it was definitely like windows 95 era yeah mm-hmm. but it was it was new and cool to me because i was sure i'd be like mom something's wrong with the computer
0: <laughs> yeah, just, yeah i could see someone who doesn't really understand computers like losing their mind in reaction to this going on yeah especially if it's like a crt or something it's like is there an ant in the screen actually is that what i'm looking at here
1: <laughs> what's this big box for ants <laughs> <laughs> can't be yeah. for electronics it must be much more advanced windows nt windows ant ant yeah <laughs> yeah or windows no thanks mm.
0: yeah I'm not, i haven't switched off of windows yet that's never gonna happen <laughs> life's too short yeah I don't <laughs> although know. i did when i loaded stuff up for the uh, uh start recording the podcast tonight on the laptop it's like hey full screen thing and i was like what does this mean Um, But obviously, it's just being hijacked by Microsoft again. And it's like, do you want to update to Windows 11? And I was like frantically searching for the no button in all of the UI, kind of listing all the features and things. And it's just like later or like no thanks or something like that. It gets like it starts like a low commitment decline, right? Like remind me later or something. And then there's another one like, are you sure? You're eligible for a free upgrade and all this other stuff and cars extended warranty. They give like, you more and more no. crazy
1: options to decline. Uh, my my cat's pregnant. My house is on fire. Oh, I'm uh-huh. not feeling well today. It's, let's let's reschedule. Select a
0: reason. It's like a radial uh, series of radial buttons. You're just like, all right. My computer's on fire. Not right now.
1: <laughs> I, have never, a, I have a big case a coming up.
0: <laughs> not right now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's like you're not a Luddite until you have to update something and then mm-hmm. you're like, they've changed it and I hate. it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I remember I mean, being so used to Windows Media Player and the visualizers and the custom Windows Media Player skins that I would have. I would listen to music in the coolest way possible. Mm-hmm. This is before AudioSurf came out and mm-hmm. I was on top of the world. And then they took that away and now music is boring and uninteresting to me. (laughs) I definitely don't use Windows Media Player anymore. But that's because I'm just
0: listening to Spotify. So,
1: yeah, Spotify um, VLC if I really had to pick Mm -hmm. a localized player.
0: Eh, Yeah, it just doesn't, doesn't matter as much. I think that this is, you're talking about switching versions of Windows though, and I recall the old magics. Um, like the the old days of being on XP and people are like, really Vista? Like I'm freaking not going to Vista. And a lot of people didn't. And then it's like Windows seven. It's like, eh, it seems better. (laughs) I guess I'll go to Windows seven. And then in the background, it was just like, it was Vista like the entire time, but they just made it like look a little bit better and be a little bit more performant and enough time had passed. That people started to get maybe maybe subconsciously they were realizing that, that this aversion to Vista was actually not reasonable anymore and this gave them an out they're just like okay there's that so that's what's going to happen Windows 11 will come out and they'll be like you have to swap to it like 10 is going to be insecure we're not going to support it anymore we ourselves are making viruses to tear it down at this point I'm like yeah yeah but
1: just like chip 12
0: <laughs> right <laughs> we'll, we'll be good <laughs>
1: I remember when they were taking down uh, Internet Explorer version six mm-hmm. and having done some like web development and like having to support that to a degree, it was just like the oldest, worst version where like it would just do weird shit for no reason. It didn't conform to any of like the web standards. And you're like, ah, oh, I just wish people would stop using it. And if you've been to any other company or just watched an adult who's a generation older than you on a computer, mm-hmm. they do not understand how that shit works. They have one thing on their desktop that they click, and it brings up the internet for them. And that's what they use. (laughs) Internet. Internet. Enter the net. Uh Um, But yeah, like the same way, it's just that's what I'm used to. It's what I know. I don't want to change things up. And I'm like, you have to. (laughs) It's ruining it for everybody else because you don't want to click on an icon. And then they
0: released Edge, which runs on Chromium. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> doesn't they gave up basically, um, and it's not too bad actually. I need I to find it, a new browser though. Yeah, Chrome is getting too heavy. People, a lot of people are saying it's time to go back to Firefox. I probably will at some point. Um, I got to make sure my everything's going to migrate. No problem. <laughs> it's not even like a question. I do have it. Re, I do have it. Remember some passwords for me. But I oh yeah, that's probably that. the big thing. I'm sure that they, they probably also there's like full-time employees ensure that they can like crack the passwords or whatever so they can import them from a different different browser um, probably
1: not necessary but I use all well,
0: three at sometimes
1: but the primary one's still Chrome I've only ever used another browser when like something's being shittily cached and I can't mm. clear it on my own and like, you know what? Fuck it. We're not even going incognito. We're going new browser. How about that shit, motherfucker? Uh-huh. They're like, Super okay, incognito. I don't, I don't have anything for you here. I'm like, that's what I thought. Yeah. The NSA doesn't have access to Firefox. So you're
0: you're good. Don't worry about that.
1: <laughs> it's, it's funny how like if I go to, let's say, a nice restaurant or like cafe or something and I'm a regular there, right? And they're mm. like, hey, would you like your usual? I'm like, yeah, you know what? That sounds great. Thanks for having me in mind and having that prepared for me. When i hop online and i'm trying to go to a web page and you're like did you have this time stamp?" with 32 seconds i'm like i will kill you <laughs> uh uh-huh.
0: uh uh-huh. i will say this is a, a random aside but one thing i had i actually do hold against edge right now i've been kind hmm. of you know giving it light compliments We're gonna take that all back uh is recently when i was opening it um as a new browser window it's like hey we saw that you were already browsing. We figured we'd just do some of the work for you. And if I had a bunch of tabs open in Chrome, it will just like open them in Edge. I guarantee you there's a way to turn this off. Probably. I don't know. I haven't that checked. sounds terrible. <laughs> but it sounds terrible, right? Like, why would you want that? Unless maybe you were browsing and you're like, hey, I need this open in Edge, I guess. But most of the time, it's because I want I have to use a different browser for something. For me, it's like sessions, right? Like, if I'm going to, like, log into Virtual Tabletop is actually the, the biggest example. I can have, like, credentials saved in Chrome, in Edge, in Firefox, and then just sign in as different people um, to test around as a player or whatever the crap. But, like... Yeah, don't, don't open all of my tabs back there. There's a reason they were in the other browser. <laughs> <laughs> so...
1: Uh, that's a podcast that's a podcast that's how we should close it that's a podcast That's done. wrap it up
0: (laughs) um but if you guys have good ideas for how we can end the podcast um it's got to be better than that's a podcast we've established a very high standard in the last 30 seconds uh if you can beat that you're challenged to do so in the same way uh Dave's magazines are challenging him to go to hell um by sending in your suggestions to soapstone at gmail.com, or you can join the discussion on Facebook, a company that we know is going to hell, at facebook.com slash soapstone podcast. And as always, we'll see you in the next one.
1: In hell.